Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. And we're back. <laughs> the Pretty Okay Gamers podcast. It's been a while. I'm Josh. And I'm Ed. And it has been a little while. A little while. Been a week. Yeah, a week. It's pretty normal, right? I think so. That's what we say we're going to do, so it's nice to sometimes do what we say we're going to do. I know, sometimes we don't come back for like two weeks or three (laughs) weeks. (laughs) It's nice, though, you know, get that little break, you know, get some news in the can there so we can talk about it, unlike today. Yeah, Um, for sure. You know, just, just really think about it and, and put some stuff in there. I don't know. I'm just rambling now. So at this point, we should probably start the show. We have a big show, I think, today because we are mm-hmm. going back through again the next half of, well, it's not really it's more half. like It's more, more like, like the next three quarters. Of, more, like, more like the next seven eighths of the Yeah, game. of The Last of Us 2. We're doing a spoiler cast on it. And... Um, Last week, we went through the beginning section of the game and spoiled the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But this week, we're going to go through the rest of the game, and we're going to go a lot faster. So, um, But in order to do that, let's get the actual show started for reals and jump right into Ed's collecting corner. Yeah. <laughs> I have to give that a pause with Ed's because, you know, there's parentheses around Ed's collecting corner. So That's with okay. a K. So yeah, um, take it well, away, would, Ed. Wouldn't it be collecting corner with an E then? I don't know. Let's um, not think about it. Um, it's too much. So, I actually did get some things in recently. Ed, you uh, have not let me down one time. I'm so excited <laughs> about this. This is amazing. Should be concerned that I'm spending money on useless things. <laughs> never. Never. That would mean I would be concerned about your welfare. And uh, let's not broach that subject. Just go ahead and tell us about what you collected. <laughs> um, so, recently I just purchased two uh, Final Fantasy XIV soundtracks that I actually didn't have. And they came out probably, I know one came out last year and then one came out probably a couple months ago. Um, but one of them is uh, music from The Primals, which is. They're like the band for Final Fantasy fourteen, and then okay. there's um, also some piano scores on there too, uh, from the lady that does the um, piano music for for fourteen. Um, so they kind of have like their own versions of different songs on that album, which is pretty cool. And then the other album is called uh, Final Fantasy fourteen Pulse, and it's kind of like a remix album, which is actually pretty awesome. And I've actually been listening to it a lot, uh, just because I like a lot of the the songs on there. And they're songs from fourteen, but they they're remixed into more of a, um, I wouldn't say lo-fi, but uh, more of a an electronic um, style. So you can you can actually get them on iTunes, but uh, I like to actually own physical media. So I actually ordered the the Blu-ray disc and the CD. Um, one of them comes on a Blu-ray disc and the other one comes on a CD. 
That's so cool. So does any up. of the um, um does any of the music I think my biggest item that I purchased recently which uh I'm actually excited for even though like it was a huge purchase. Um there was a Kickstarter for a game called Everdell. Um and it's a game that's already out but there were uh, two expansions that they were doing a Kickstarter for and during that Kickstarter they actually um, are going to include a co complete collection of the game and all the expansions and all these little things that can come with it through the Kickstarter. And I saw it and I pretty much fell in love with it. And I just dropped a ton of money to to purchase it through the Kickstarter, which is cool because if I bought everything separate, um, I would have had to pay uh, a lot more than just buying uh, through the, the Kickstarter. Well, that's good. Um, but just to talk about a little bit about the game, it is a board game, of course. And uh, in the board game, it's more like a resource gathering type game where there's different seasons and you play as little animals that uh, build their villages and stuff based on the resources they collect. And you have to prepare for the winter. Um, so it's actually pretty cool. I really liked the gameplay and it reminded me a lot of. Um, Redwall and also reminded me of um, Mouse Guard. That's awesome. So it sounds kind of like Root. Isn't that another board game that's, well, I guess that's more like Animals at War. Root is what I've heard about that game. <laughs> yeah, I, I've never heard of Root, to be honest. Um, okay. Yeah. It looks really cool. It's um, it, It's not like a hardcore war game or anything but it's mm -hmm. it's you got to harvest forest stuff in order to prepare your troops and then you move right on your enemy and it's really cutesy war which is not something i would thought i ever would have said but um it seems like cool a cool go uh, board game so the one you sent me this one actually looks really neat again what is it called again just to everdell look everdell that's right yeah it looks awesome yeah, I, play um, it sometime. another cool thing, too, is like the berries are actually kind of squishy, which <laughs> that's fun. Yeah, <laughs> like the materials they use to make all the resources, I think uh, was pretty clever because there's like pearls and then berries and um, sticks and pebbles and uh, it's just pretty cool. That's fun. I like when there's high quality mm -hmm. Me too. stuff in the board game. Yeah, a lot. So. Um, All right. Well, that's good. What else? What else you got there? Oh, and then I just uh, I picked up some Genshin merch, um, which I'm really mad because there was an actual statue that they came out with. Um, and it's one of the characters from Genshin. And it's like a $200 statue, though. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> and it sold out like super fast. And Oh, that sucks. Um, I'm not on the Genshin site like all the time, but it like checked it recently within... The past few days from when I checked it last and yeah, it was on there and it sold out and it was really a really nice statue, the detail on it. Um, the character is Klee uh, from Genshin um, and she's kind of sitting on one of her bombs that's exploding. And there's all these other <laughs> little bombs around her and it looks really cool. And um, yeah, it was very, very detailed. The painting on it was uh, really cool too. And then the base of it, um, I don't know what it was, but like it actually looked like actual grass, but I don't think it was like, uh, I know when I build miniatures, I add like terrain grass and stuff, but sure, yeah. Um, it looked like they had actually 
modeled it like from the mold or whatever and then painted it but it like looked like actual grass it was it's pretty cool um but yeah uh, the two things that i picked up is i just there was a keychain and a button for one of the characters i like that i just picked up so it's like five bucks um nothing special but you know i like stupid little things like that <laughs> but that's cool though yeah nice well that's a good little haul there of stuff yeah and i'm sure i'll have stuff next week <laughs> <laughs> i'm counting on it because yeah i do have something else coming in the mail that i'm waiting on it should be here tomorrow actually awesome i'm excited i'm still waiting for pictures of the oh yeah that's right i keep forgetting yeah. send you the, yeah. i'll look forward to those because i can't wait to see them yeah well yeah. I'll, I'll let's remember. move yeah, I'll remind you too, I'm sure. Um, let's move into games played. So this week, um, I'll just start it right off and jump right in. I did play a little bit of Control, like a touch, a teeny tiny touch. And then last night I tried to play a couple things, one of which was Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I I had bought it, I think, a few weeks ago. I mentioned it and um, had played a little bit. It's It's a cool game. It's just, it's really a lot like The Witcher 3. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> the the story's kind of fun, but at the same time, I'm not overly impressed with, you know, the world where it's like, I've done this before. There's a giant world with lots of mountains and, you know, it, it'll be fun to explore this at some point. But right now I'm just not feeling the, like, I need to go explore everywhere and do everything vibe. Yeah, I'm so I'm not really I'm not really diehard with those Assassin's Creed games. No, neither am I. Neither am I. Neither am I. And and they did um I did get finally to the part where they tie in the actual assassins and you know, I'm definitely over it with the assassins. <laughs> I'm definitely like, yeah, I don't care. Oh, Give me the blade and whatever, it's fine. It's not like a standalone thing like you originally thought. It's actually tied into the no and of course we know that they are you know and i think that odyssey and origins are especially origins are tied in as well but it's very loose like like especially in the, i can speak to this game because i've actually played it so valhalla i played the part mm -hmm. the assassins show up as part of like um they they hitch a ride with your half brother so they just show up in town and they the one guy gives you the hidden blade. You know how they use the hidden blade, the wrist blade yeah, that pops out right. for assassinating. And the other guy that was with him is like protesting because you haven't been indoctrinated. And so you're just this basically Viking woman, or I, I'm playing her as a woman, of course, but uh, you're a Viking person. And so she just, or he slaps it on the other side of the arm. So it's not a hidden blade. It's just a blade. And she's like, oh, I'll use this. Thanks. And they're like, that's not how you use it. And she's like, I don't care. I'm just going to use it how I want. So you can play it stealthily, but it's not, the point of the game is not to be an assassin. So, I mean, it ties in, yes, but um, just like I thought, it's not about being an assassin. It's not about Assassin's Creed. It's about a Viking woman in, you know, that time period. So, I mean, I still have issue with the fact that they call it Assassin's Creed, but it is a fun game in a lot of ways. I, I don't think it's, it's, it's good, not great. It's not like I have to play this every moment of my life because I really want to see what happens. It's just like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll run around on my horse and kill some more people. And um, yeah, I'll raid this village and all that stuff. So it, it's pretty good. 
But in doing that, I didn't feel like, again, I, I was playing it last night. I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of into it. I wasn't super feeling it. So strangely today, I picked up Pokemon Fire Red again on my Pocket <laughs> Go and was playing that. And it's weird because, I don't know, I'm in a weird spot with video games right now. I want, like, my next, you know, big game where I feel as though I have to play it. And I just don't have that right now. And I don't know. I don't have to think to pick up Pokemon. And it's not about thinking with a game. It's just that, like, a Pokemon is a game where I can put it down and pick it right back up and not have to worry about where I was or whatever. It's all right there. Mm-hmm. There's no story. There's no... No, yeah, there, there's no, there like, isn't. Yeah, there's no, like, what was I trying to build? No, it's all right there. There's the monsters in my inventory, and that's it. That's the whole, that's the shtick, so. Um, yeah, anyway. I did find it interesting, though, because, and this is kind of an aside, and so I'll make it quick. Um, I bought Fire Red when I, I received Fire Red as a child. A, not super young child, but, you know, middle schooler. Mm-hmm. And, um, or maybe it was high school. I don't remember. Whatever. It it didn't have a huge impact on me. In fact, I remember putting the game down in frustration and I realize now that I had chosen the hard version of that game. So apparently this is something I didn't realize until today when I read it in an article that the three different Pokemon choices at the beginning, the starter Pokemon, Bulbasaur, Squirtle, and Charmander are actually difficulty levels to the game. Oh, (laughs) so Charmander is the hardest because he he is so fire Pokemon are the rarest and they are good only against a certain number of like select types of Pokemon Mm -hmm. and bad against a lot of things. So the first three gym leaders can roll you because you have a crappy Pokemon, whereas if you chose Bulbasaur, uh, like um, a friend of ours did, Mr. Justin Fry, uh, It's very easy to get through the first three gym leaders because Bulbasaur is good against all three. So it's it's a whole different game if you play with Bulbasaur. <laughs> so yeah. I remember getting very frustrated and putting that game down in frustration. So, yes. So that's my games played this week. Well, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I haven't. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I haven't played I haven't played Pokemon in in a while. Um, and Assassin's Creed. Uh, hearing you talk about it kind of doesn't make me want to get it now. No, I mean, it's not like a I have to have it type of game. I would say you need to play Control. Control yeah. is a really Oh, good, yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely at some point want to play Control. But in the exact opposite way, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is like, I don't know, it's very much a bread and butter open world RPG game. Mm-hmm. Which isn't bad. It's just if that's your cup of tea and you have to have that kind of game, go for it. It's got everything you need. It's all there. Um, I don't know. I I just I felt myself playing and longing for this terrible, terrible thing to say. A Japanese RPG (laughs) where the characters are kind of off the wall and different and interesting and the story takes ridiculous turns, but like, I don't care because it's just fun Mm. and you know, that kind of stuff. I I could really use something like that. So I don't know. Yeah. See, I don't know. Like if I wanted a a JRPG, I don't think I'd go for Pokemon. Like I, not that. No. And it's no, for sure. Yeah. Like I I like Pokemon, but. Um, if no, I no, think no, of... no. Yeah, this was like filler. This was a filler game. Like, <laughs> I want to play a game, but I don't know what to play. So I'm just going to... And yeah. it, it wasn't even like I was playing it on, you know, my PlayStation or my PC. I was just grabbing my little Pocket Go today and was like, yeah, let me play some little, little Pokemon, you know? You should play um, some, some Chrono Trigger. 
Yeah. Yeah, I should. I should play more Chrono Trigger. Everybody should play more Chrono Trigger. Chrono Trigger is just, yeah. Mm -hmm. What I should have done is maybe played a little Final Fantasy VI on the Pocket Go, even though that version that I have is from the GBA. So it's this weird in-between, like, re-translated version that also has different graphics, but not the good ones. I don't know. It's very strange. It's a very weird port. But um, anyway. So what did you play this weekend? <laughs> you should play 15, by the way. <laughs> I will play 15. Yes, I think that will be my answer. Now I have to decide, am I going to download it on the PlayStation 5, which is probably what I'll do because I get to sit on the couch, or will I play it on the PC with the higher frame rate, which is also something I would love to do because of the higher frame rate. So if you play it on PS5, is are the graphics improved or no? No. Oh, negative. yeah. I'd play it on PC then, but that's just yeah. me. Um, anyhow, uh, the loading times are bananas though. They're bananas on the PlayStation five. Oh, really? It's like, Oh, it, you're in the game. <laughs> no. Yeah. I would, um, I'd recommend PC then for sure. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Um, all right. So my games that I've been playing, uh, okay. uh real quick, uh, I played among us with some friends on Friday and nice. that was a lot of fun. Um, I don't know. That game's just a lot of fun to play with friends. Uh, I I can't really see it being fun, like just playing by yourself and joining a bunch of random people. I guess maybe it's fun, but uh, I tend to like playing with friends and we talk over voice chat and stuff. And you know, yeah, we, that would be fun. We try to convince each other that you know we're not the imposter. Uh, I don't know. It's just a lot of fun. Have Have you had a chance to play that game? I have not, and I haven't really. I haven't looked into it at all, no. so I don't really know much about it to be honest but i know everybody is enjoying it and having fun with it so yeah you're basically um this little space character everybody has a little space character and then at random one or two of you get picked to be imposters among the crew of a ship and the imposters can go around and kill the other crew members and uh in order to win either if you're the imposter you have to kill everyone <laughs> Or um, if you're just a regular crew member, you have to uncover who the uh, one or two imposters are among the crew. Um, so that's fun. Yeah, if, if you can like if you stumble across someone's body, um, you can then report it, and then you have to vote amongst yourselves. And like, you know, if somebody's suspicious, that's where the term "sus" comes from uh, from this game. Uh, so if somebody's suspicious, you have to kind of call them out on it, and then everybody <laughs> interrogates each other. And some people just like vote people because they just want, want them to get kicked off the the <laughs> ship anyway. And it's just a lot of fun. And then of course the imposter can also sabotage a lot of the equipment on the the ship, so they can sabotage the comms. So then you guys can't like talk to each other. Uh, they can sabotage the lighting. Um, the nuclear oh, that's fun the nuclear reactor or the oxygen which those two if you don't um fix in a certain amount of time then the imposter just kills everyone and they just swing but it's a lot of fun um also i've also been playing some final fantasy 14 a little bit uh just because i a little bit yeah i had a friend that came back recently so i was uh gearing him up since i have all my crafters leveled up so high um usually people disappear for a while and then they'll come back and they'll be like hey can you make me gear so i don't have to farm everything and i'll be like yeah sure 
<laughs> nice. So I'll just make them full armor sets so they don't have to like farm all the like end game. That gear. is nice. Yeah. <laughs> um and then yeah, just been playing with a few friends on there, but not not a lot. And then my biggest thing, of course, is Genshin Impact. Um just because they <laughs> can't wants to get up now. Um just because they had the uh Windbloom Festival for like the past week and it just finished today. So I got to do the last quest for that. Um and been playing all the mini games, which they've been a lot of fun. The one is kind of like Mario Party where you'll just go into a dungeon with four people and it's randomly selects from a set number of mini games and uh some of them are you know you have to remember memorize the pattern on the floor and then step on the tiles in the correct order uh, and then if you don't you fall through the floor <laughs> um nice you know just stupid silly mini games like that from like Mario Party or Fall Guys or a game similar to that um and then there's these other mini games which one of them's a rhythm game uh and then there's a gliding game and then there's the one i hate the most which is the balloon popping game and the reason why i i can't stand like i was able to clear all of the mini games i did not max this one uh because the very last score that you have to hit i just can't hit it, it no matter how many balloons I pop? Maybe I'm just bad at at aiming <laughs> aiming my arrow in like you know over the shoulder third person, but uh, I just can't seem to pop enough balloons, and it brings back memories of trying to get heart pieces in Zelda games, playing mini games, and uh, just frustrates oh. me. Um, <laughs> especially since the last reward really isn't that much; it's only like twenty k Mora, which you know I can get that easy. So. Um, I'm, I didn't want to waste my time and frustration trying to get uh, the max score on the balloon game uh, when I didn't need it, but I cleared everything else. So I had fun. I had fun with everything else. I just ignored the last part of the balloon event because it was stupid. <laughs> sounds like a good call. <laughs> I think I'm just bad um, at it, to be honest. But I'm just yeah. too, too slow at aiming, but whatever. I don't care. This is why we don't play first-person shooters professionally. Yes, I, I, I'm the worst at first-person shooters. <laughs> that's why. Uh, um, that's why when I play Overwatch, I'm always uh, Reinhardt the tank because it's like the easiest for me to control because I don't have to shoot anything. I think that's what I fell into when I was playing too, because it was just like I can just run at you. Yeah, exactly, Yay. exactly. <laughs> I don't like aiming nice. guns in first-person games. No, thanks. Well, um, I think at this point, normally we jump into news. I don't have any news. I mean, there's been a few things here and there, but nothing. It's been pretty quiet. Yeah. Only thing I know of is Final Fantasy's uh, Final Fantasy 14's 5.5 update comes out. Ooh. I think uh, not this week, but the following week. It's April 11th. So that's coming up soon. I did see um, news. Oh, see, now I'm going to butcher it. And maybe during the break, I'll look it up and find out. Uh, that new game that's coming out for PlayStation 5, uh, I'll look it up. And then I'll talk about it after the break. I think that'll be probably the better way to do it. It looks amazing. And I finally saw some gameplay on Twitch. Or not Twitch. Oh, my gosh. Gosh. Twitter. <laughs> 
I can't talk. Uh, I found saw some gameplay on Twitter and it looked amazing and um, just like a great PlayStation Five. So I'll look that up in um, our break and bring that over to the after break section, and then we can jump into our topic for this evening. Okay, sounds good. So we'll take a break and we'll be right back. And we're back from the break. I actually looked it up, Ed, just like I said I would. Did you? Because I'm a good boy. Um, it's called Returnal. So this was announced at some of the PlayStation, um, not Let's Plays, but the whatever, where they announced all the new games coming. And, um, you know, it was really cool sounding insofar as she was saying she keeps dying and reliving, which clearly states to me that it's like a Souls-like or a, a Rogue-like. But the gameplay that i was seeing just looks like i don't know horizon zero dawn meets something out of sci-fi with crazy organic aliens that are attacking you and just really fast-paced high octane action Mm -hmm. and that's right up my alley so it looks awesome um and it's third person of course so it looks like i don't know mass effect meets aliens (laughs) oh okay so uh yeah it's it's cool speaking of um aliens uh Mm. i know you've you've seen that that game that I think you can also play it on VR, but it's like the alien game where um, like the alien hunts you throughout the ship. Yes. I've played it. Mm-hmm. And alien. Um, what is it called? Um, what is it called? Ed? I, I, I don't remember, but I was, I was reading something where um, the AI in that uh, isolation, yeah. alien, isolation. alien isolation. Oh my lord, that I almost had a heart attack. Okay, so, go ahead. I heard go that ahead. the AI in that game is so advanced that it's actually two AIs, and oh, one wow. one AI n- knows where you are at all times, and it feeds hints to the other AI on where you are, so that it can try to find you. Which that is sick. Yeah, I think that's crazy. And then and then two, if you keep hiding in the same like like if you keep hiding under desks it actually learns your behavior so then it will check under desks all the time so yeah well i've played it and i know that's what happens at things <laughs> yeah i it uh uh i actually couldn't go back to it and not that i couldn't i just couldn't bring myself i got to a point in the game where you really engage with it and mm-hmm. you get stuck in this large area that it's basically several rooms on the outskirts of a like round hallway with a room in the middle. Mm-hmm. And so when the alien comes to find you, you're in the middle room. And so you have to then decide how you're going to get to the outside like hallway and get around the hallway to a room. And what had happened is I tried, I don't know how many times and hidden lockers to get through there and, and ended up hiding underneath this medical gurney and, the alien it's an alien queen i think she found me and just tore me to shreds and of course you know this game when when she finds you it's not just like oh you died you know a black screen with you died no they show the whole animation where she's tearing out your face and like it's it's horrendous so it's it's a lot it's a lot because you're right on edge and you're like she didn't see me oh thank god and then she like pops on you're like she saw me Ah," and you can't fight her you can't yeah. hurt her at all. You have this like magnum. <laughs> it doesn't do anything. Wow. So, oh my that's, gosh, it, that's it's crazy. it is rough. And I played, I think, 
10 to 15 hours. So I got like halfway through or something or close. Um, and it was a lot of fun. It just is really edge, like really anxious edging game. Like you were just right on the edge at all times. Um, but it's cool because it's like a reboot of Ripley's story. Mm -hmm. So you're Ripley somehow, <laughs> but, um, it's really well done and an incredible game. So I am not surprised to hear, although pleasantly, you know, surprised, I guess, to hear that that's how they did it because it's it's really intense, really intense game. Yeah, that's crazy. I couldn't play that game in VR. No, thanks. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> no. I played it in non VR and it was yeah. really hard, <laughs> really no, hard to play. Yeah, no, no, no. Somehow, strangely, I am more OK playing uh resident evil 7 in vr which i have done and not alien isolation i don't think i could do alien isolation at all that would be horrendous so yeah no thanks <laughs> Whew, okay trip down memory lane um someday i'm gonna get back to it and play it um but at least that's what i keep telling myself so uh i did the game that i looked up so now let's jump into our actual topic for the evening which is to actually spoil the rest of the last of us two so again just to kind of give a disclaimer if you are interested in playing the last of us two at any point in time in your lifetime do not listen to this this is probably the only time i say these things but don't listen to the podcast turn it off go wait for the next episode or something i don't know go go but go play alien isolation yeah there you go go get attacked <laughs> by a, a queen alien and watch yourself get your throat ripped out um no, we are going to spoil all of the parts that are important to The Last of Us 2. And so last week we had covered, like you said, the first seven-eighths. <laughs> yeah. Or no, sorry, the first one-eighth. One-eighth, yeah. That's right. We have game. seven-eighths to go. Yeah. And I think I stated then, and I'll state it again, like we had gone into detail on purpose because a lot of the controversy mm -hmm. stemmed around that particular part. There's another part later that we'll we'll spoil here that also had controversy, but... I just wanted to kind of address some of the things that I had personally heard from some people who had talked to me about the game and said they wouldn't play it because of X, Y, and Z. And those things are covered in the first episode. And so I feel like I said my piece and now we can move on, actually rush through a good portion and just talk about the important parts. Sounds good. Awesome. Well, so we had left off after Joel. Okay. Again, spoiling. <laughs> <laughs> when Joel had been killed and you leave you as in wait, uh, Ellie. Wait, wait, what? I didn't know that happens. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Right. So we talked about how that happened for both of us. Like you didn't spoil, not spoil yourself, but you didn't watch any of the trailers leading up. So mm -hmm. it made sense to you and you felt that that was coming in some way, just maybe not so early in the game where... I felt like I had watched the trailers leading up to it and they had purposely misled me and I was so delighted that something important had happened and not just something hollow where something someone they had introduced so early got killed and then you had to go, you know, on a revenge quest for that. Anyway, regardless, the point is the revenge quest starts proper and you get to go through this whole stage where you're mourning Joel by going into the house and finding his stuff and whatever. And Dina, your girlfriend decides that she's going to come with you no matter what, because now she's tied to you. Not only does she care about you, but your girlfriends. So that's exciting. So my, um, um my favorite part about going through Joel's house, um, there's a scene earlier where, uh, 
Ellie kind of has like a flashback to when Joel gave her a guitar. Um, yes. And he stated that he had found it. But as you're going through his house and going through the rooms, you come across this room where uh, there's like all these different stages of guitars that have been built. So yes. it's it's very clear that Joel had been teaching himself how to build guitars and then built one and gave it to Ellie. Um, yes, which, that was fantastic. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. And it, it's it's very subtle. It's not something that they throw in your face. It's kind of one of those in-between-the-lines sort of things. And I really liked that. There's actually a lot of that in this game. And that's, oh, yeah. that's again, up to my previous point in the previous episode about the people who haven't actually played the game missed all of the important pieces. And a lot of it is very subtle. And um, this is one of those subtle areas where you mentioned the guitars he was making or previously, which is a great little hint. And if you pay mm -hmm. attention, you're like, oh, wow. So he, that's super cool. And, um, but also in that house, you go through and he, there's all these little like Easter eggs and knickknacks yeah. from the previous games. Right. And you're like, wow, this is so fun to just walk down this like memory lane of these little pieces that you spent actually playing Joel during. So um, pretty well, interesting e stuff. Well, even, um, even in Ellie's uh, house, uh, if you go through Ellie's house and look at her stuff in that she has. In oh, there, yeah. Same there's thing. There's tons of Easter eggs. Like she's got the little robot from the boy uh, that she met in the first the first game um yes and i think she has something else too from um like if you had played the dlc where she's like in the mall with that girl i think there's yep i think there's something from that too that that she has in her house as well i can't remember what it was i don't either but i i remember that being true um and so a lot of great callbacks which was really fantastic so a lot of those details are in this game and mm -hmm. um if you don't play it you miss out and you don't know the love that was put into it really honestly so right anyway so the head honcho basically of the town tries to stop you ellie from going and ellie goes anyway dina goes with her and they head into seattle or head to seattle to find this Abby woman and her friends and get revenge for killing Joel. So it's interesting because I had no problem with this being the thrust of the game after witnessing her killing Joel. Like I was on board. I was like, Nope, let's do this. <laughs> and I was ready for revenge. I was eager to go really kill this woman. Honestly, I was just like, I need to see her die in the worst possible way because the thing she did to Joel was horrendous. I was actually, um, really stoked to go to Seattle just because it's one of my favorite cities and, um, just exploring it in the game. It was a lot of, a lot of fun just pointing out, um, various things that were actually geographically accurate. Uh, so there, there's even a convention hall that you go through at some point in the game yeah that is it's just like it is in real life pretty much but uh, yeah yeah i thought that was awesome it was and and so this the next part you know you spend going through seattle like you said and i thought this was an interesting part to kind of highlight which was you're you and dina are going through this all these different sections mm -hmm. and you're having again conversations with dina which is fantastic i love the dialogue between these two um but it's the part where um, 
it's basically like a, an open field for you to explore. Right. Like this gigantic open field of buildings and um, area. And it was so fun to just kind of move through there. It, it's like a limited open world kind of situation. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, move. It, yeah, it almost feels open world, but it's not. Um, yeah, it's like it's open world for you to do what you want, but then once you move past that section, the game's no longer open world from that point forward. So I really enjoyed the freedom to just move through the buildings at my own pace or the the ones that I wanted to, which I ended up doing all of them, of course. Mm-hmm. And the the little mini stories that get told throughout this game, but especially in this section of different people through notes or through finding their bodies and what happened to them before this whole pandemic started or or um, it just it was riddled throughout this open field section, which I thought was really great. So right. kudos to them. So you move on. Um, and so the way they break the game up now at this point, after the whole Joel gets killed thing and you go on the quest to basically murder everybody, is they do different days in seattle so they do seattle day one seattle day two seattle day three which i thought was a really clever way to break it up for reasons that we'll explain later oh Um, and just to point out too uh because i know tommy actually uh goes to seattle before you and dina do so you're not only you know on your revenge quest but you're trying to catch up to tommy as well that's right he left so He had said that he would help her, Ellie, get to Seattle to get revenge and that he wouldn't do it himself. But then you find out the next morning that he left without her. Right. Yeah. Anyway, so yes, he left first and then you're you're doing both. You're finding, you know, people to kill (laughs) and you're finding Tommy. So Um, I just want to mention a couple things here. Um, Again, the the dialogue between Dina and... um, Ellie is fantastic, and the things you find out about them as you're going through is just right on key for all the series of, you know, downloadable content, but also the first game. Um, But it's interesting because the first two days in Seattle, both are capped with flashbacks. And I thought that was a fun way, not fun, oh my god, a great way to tell this story. And a lot of the story is told through flashback where they killed Joel at the beginning, Mm -hmm. but Joel is in a lot of the game. Yeah. Um, So I really liked that. Yeah, I did too. So the first flashback on Seattle Day One was really important to me. And actually, um, I actually cried during, <laughs> which is saying a lot because um, you, and I, I don't want to go into too much detail, but you basically flashback to when Joel gave Ellie a birthday present. And the birthday present was to take her to a museum that is mostly intact. A dinosaur museum and you find out through the course of several of you know the f- first game and this game and i think even maybe in the D- dlc for the first game that she is kind of into dinosaurs um mm-hmm. yeah and so you you get to peruse this dinosaur museum with joel and he's making up facts on certain things and it's just a fun fun flashback but the part that really got me was he had somehow managed to find a tape and yes, a cassette tape of the launch of, I don't know what it was. It, I don't, I didn't even listen closely enough to know which launch of a rocket it was, but yeah, the launch of a rocket. Yeah. And so Ellie and Joel climb into a lander in the museum for like a space lander, like a, a lunar lander. No, no, not a lunar lander, like a re-entry pod. And she gets to sit in the seat 
and pretend that she's an astronaut and she turns that on and they just do this perfect scene where you can almost feel like her imagination is just taking her away and it just was so moving because he had put it all together for her and it was just incredible so i really enjoyed that yeah i did too um uh, just to kind of piggyback off that too uh, some of the small details with their conversations I also enjoyed, especially when uh, Joel would kind of talk to Ellie about um, movies that he used to watch. Oh, and yes. It's funny because if you go back to when she's going through his house, uh, some of those movies you can actually see like on the on the shelf and whatnot, like the different DVDs, um, along with like uh, PlayStation 3 and... <laughs> I think I think there's like some uncharted games that you can like see as well in the if yes. you're going through the houses uh, which is interesting and I like how they picked PS3 because it was around the time that the whole pandemic happened in the game. Yes. Um and also when the first game came out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh so I thought that was interesting. But yeah, I I love that scene and I hope you made sure to put hats on all the dinosaurs while you're going throughout the museum because you get an achievement for that. Yes, you um it's it's actually a lot of fun to do. And I I didn't even know that you get an achievement. I just did it and it was just so fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I went through and did that and then I think uh I think you have to convince Joel to put the hat on like the brontosaurus or something like that. But um yeah, it was really touching. There was actually a lot of scenes like that in the game. And um, I know you said you cried, and, and I did as well. Um, and not just at that at that uh, part in the game. There were actually quite a few, but um, that was definitely one of my favorites. I think. Yeah, I agree. The, the other other scene that I really liked too is uh, when you're in the music store and you come across oh. the guitar, and then Ellie plays that rendition of Take, oh my Take on Me. Oh, it's so good. Amazing. I have listened to that over and over again afterwards. And um, oh, my gosh, I hate that song so much. And really? now I love it. I, yes, lo I now love, I love that it. Song. I love both versions because I'm huge on the 80s. So I totally love the old. One. I am not. I can't stand it. And the original <laughs> is terrible. It is so bad. I can't stand oh, I, it. I disagree. Can't stand it. But she sang it and I loved it. I loved every second of it. And it's just the way she does it is so good. Oh, my gosh. And then I went and found, I, I of course, forget the name of the band. Who was the band that actually did that song? Uh-huh. I don't know. Aha, uh -huh, yes. Yeah. They did a acoustic version themselves, of course, you know, throughout many years, I'm mm -hmm. sure they did. Um, <clears throat> and there was one that I found that I loved that they did. So I was like, wow, this has been kind of like this full circle on this song. But oh my gosh, that is absolutely one of my favorite scenes of all time. It is so good. Yeah. And Dina just sits down and listens and they just have a little chat afterwards. It's so good. Um, yeah. And th the thing about these games that I don't think we've mentioned and maybe Justin and I mentioned way back when we talked about the first game is that they do mocap. So motion capture on all of the actors and actresses that, um, mm -hmm. you know, do the motion capture. Right. Uh, and I think some of them actually do the voices, obviously. So, you know, Joel and Ellie's voice actresses and actors, uh, they actually do the mocap. It, it makes it so real. And something, this is something that Naughty, Naughty Dog has always done with their realistic games. And it, adds just adds something so mm -hmm. lifelike to these people that it just feels so realistic and so good um so yeah a lot of fun but yeah that that song is a guilty pleasure of my the old one 
Oh, I can't stand it. That's okay. like I'm okay with it now because you know, after Ellie saying it, I can hear the <laughs> words, and so it's okay somehow. Strangely, it's so weird, but um, I I prefer the acoustic slower version. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> and uh, and and once I hear the words, because I couldn't understand the words back in the day, but now I'm like, oh wow, it's actually kind of interesting and fun. Um, so yeah, it's good. Well, so moving on, then we went to Seattle Day Two, and so. Each of the days, you go through quite a bit, and you actually do end up finding people to murder, which mm-hmm. is, you know, in some ways appalling. And was it Seattle Day 2 when you run into Nora? I think that was Day 2. Um, I can't, I can't well, remember. I, I know you go to the hotel first, and that's after, um, you know, Dina and her get ambushed, and then Dina comes and rescues, rescues you, and then you guys make your way to the hotel. And I remember that... They find the the one of the guys, but he's Tommy had already killed him. Yeah, that was at the hotel. And then they then they kind of hunker down and go to the, um, the theater, and that's becomes like their home base. Right. Um, so they went through the tunnels where they were attacked quite a bit by the infected. Oh yeah, I forgot about the tunnel. Yeah, I hated and that. Dina was having a really hard time, and then you get to the theater to hunker down, and you and she really she reveals that she's pregnant, right? Which she's pregnant from another dude that had dated her before yeah, Ellie. Su- obviously. Surprise, surprise! Um, and then they went through the museum um, flashback scene that we cried at, and then right. they jumped into day two. That's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was day two then, because then you make your way through. Um, Actually, no. Was it day three she goes to the hospital? I don't think so, because day three is Road to the Aquarium and the Flooded City and Infiltration. So that's where you you get to the aquarium and stuff. I thought day five was when you get to the aquarium. Is there only four days? There's only three days. Oh, three. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Oh, so sorry. I think it was day two. You make your way to the hospital and find Nora. And that, again, we mentioned it briefly in the last episode, but... The the gist is that you you sneak your way into this hospital filled with friends of Abby and well not yeah of Abby yeah of Abby and these people and um you end up tracking down stealthily this woman named Nora who also was there when they killed Joel right and you go on this like chase through the hospital chasing yep. after her. And you end up down in the bottom sections of the hospital, which is interesting that you return to later, which we'll talk about in just a minute. But um, you end up in the bottom sections of the hospital with all of the spores and the infected. And, you know, Ellie's immune, so it doesn't matter to her. But Nora is like, I'm already dead, basically, and coughing and stuff. And that's when Ellie picks up a lead pipe after asking her questions and you get to be the person pressing the button, beating her to death. Yeah, that was hard. (laughs) That was so hard. Like, I didn't want to do that, but the game doesn't no. really give you a choice. And I tried <laughs> everything not to. I'm like, you, they're not going to make me do this, right? They're, they're yeah. not going to make me do this. No, yeah. And, I, I, and, I like sat there and waited to see if yeah. something would happen. And no, yeah. it's just, you know, it's just Ellie staring angrily at Nora, waiting for you to hit the button. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And just keeps flashing the button on the screen. And you're like, okay, when do you put down the pipe and just walk away? Nope, you don't. You nope. have to press the button. Nope. Uh, and, and it's interesting because I think a lot of games would shy away from this, and, and rightfully so. I think that it was an absolutely brutal scene, and normally in a lot of contexts and a lot of games, I would have actually called it 
unnecessary and ridiculous and no thank you. But in this game, it sets it up that way and it also just really illustrates how much hatred she has and how far over the edge she's gone. Mm -hmm. And they're really trying to illustrate who she's becoming and um, enforcing you to do it. You start to kind of, well, at least I'll speak for myself, enforcing me to do it. I started uh, feeling like a little bit of separation from Ellie. Like, wow, this is no longer me. Like, this is not something that I would be willing to do. And she is absolutely willing to do this. And of course, I, I sympathize, or empathize, I guess I should say. But at the same time, the woman's already dead. There's, she's not getting out of there alive. And you're beating her to death with a pipe. <laughs> it's yeah. just, it was brutal. So. Um, some things happen after that. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> you get back to the theater and is that when, um, what's the boyfriend's name? The previous boyfriend's name. Um, I keep, I keep wanting to say Tony, but I don't think it's Tony. Oh my gosh. We're the worst. I, I know. We really are. We really are. He shows back up. <laughs> Whatever his name is. We'll just say it's, and, we'll uh, say it's Tony. Okay. I'm going to laugh. I'm going to laugh if it is actually Tony. I'm looking it up now because we're going to do this. <laughs> um, here we go. Here we go. I'm looking it up. It is Jesse. I was close. <laughs> you were very not close at all. Uh, so Jesse shows up. Yeah, and that's right. He's the one who got Dina pregnant previously before she dated um, Ellie. So anyway, he shows up. You all congregate there. And then. Ellie ends up going with him to go on the final leg of her revenge quest here. And she ends up finding out where Abby is. Well, and you bump into yeah. him first before like he comes with you to the hotel or the theater. Like you actually bump. You? Yeah. You bump into him um, when you're trying to escape uh, whatever Abby's group is. I, f I forget the name of their group, but um, oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. That's why you end up back at the theater with them. So yeah, you're trying to escape, which is a great set of fights, by the way, because they were really trying to catch you. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, you run into him and he was looking for you and Dina. And then you both make it back to the theater with Dina. And then yes, that's a great point. So um, yeah. So then you leave from there on Seattle day three and you head off with him and he keeps asking you and saying, we're just going to go find Tommy, right? That's what we're doing. And, and Ellie keeps saying yes. But in the course of doing so, um, she finds out where Abby is. And so she ends up splitting off from him, even though he's upset about it. And he goes off to keep finding Tommy. Right. And Ellie goes to find Abby because she knows where she is. So <laughs> then uh, let's see. So you go off on day three to find Abby and you know where she's at in the aquarium. So you head to the aquarium. I'm just cutting through some scenes here so that we don't talk about everything. Yeah. I, I know too, like on your way there, don't you run into the, um, oh, what are the name of the guys that like whistle all the time? Oh yes. The, um, oh goodness. Yeah. It's the guy. The guys that use the bow and arrows. <laughs> I hate it. Yeah, them. then they whistle. They were and they came out of nowhere too. Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah, for sure. I hated those guys. You like really had to like crawl on the ground when they were around to like hide from them. Alright, so they're called the scars. 
Oh, yes, the scars, which are the derogatory term for the seraphites. The seraphites? Yes. Yes. So, and they believe they're on a mission from their um, prophet, basically, woman that was killed earlier. And they're all right. religious and fanatic and crazy. They're like, um, they're like the sworn enemy of the WLF. Yeah, and the WLF is the group that kind of was born out of the Fireflies with um, a lot of the people that left the Fireflies. They congregated in this big stadium, football stadium. And they run more like a military operation, but they keep their people safe. And it's funny because um, a lot of that story is told through you finding things like right. notes and letters that people have left. Um, so they don't really put it in your face, like how that group formed, but you can kind of come across the story on your own, which I think is uh, pretty interesting. Yeah. So you run into the scars and they're horrendous, man. They, yeah are really coordinated more so than anybody you've ever run into and they whistle and you know corner you and you have to really work hard against them although once you know how to fight them they aren't that bad and their their um, whistling is like a way to communicate to their other group members yes so what the hard part is i don't remember what happens exactly once you get to the aquarium i remember ellie killing the pregnant lady yeah you <laughs> who was um, owen's I know you kind get wife, girlfriend, lady. You get you get attacked by the dog, and then right. Ellie kills the dog, and then then you you're questioning Owen and the pregnant lady, which I can't remember her name. Uh, she she annoyed me, like I I couldn't stand her character. But anyhow, um, you're interrogating both of them to find out where Abby is because Abby is actually not at the aquarium like Elliot thought. Right. Um, and then in the process, she ends up shooting the pregnant lady, not knowing she's pregnant. And then, um, then Ellie realizes that she shot a pregnant lady and, you know, the whole thing with Dina and stuff, it really upsets her. And then I think she ends up killing Owen as well. And then yes, she leaves and goes back to the theater. And then I think it, it is it that night or the next morning she gets the surprise visit. Uh, it was that night because she falls asleep and um, you wake up and nobody's in the the back room with you anymore. That's, like you get back there that's and you're right. all messed up. Yeah. Yeah. Ellie's all messed up. She gets back to the theater. She's all messed up because she, she just did what she did. And Dina kind of comforts her. And then Ellie falls asleep in the back of the theater and wakes up alone. So then she walks back to the front. And was Tommy back at that point? Because that's when Tommy takes the shot. Yeah, she she comes up and she finds um, Tommy and Jesse. I know they were talking about like a map or something that they were looking at. That's right. So, and then so... then you hear something, and then I know you, Jesse, and Tommy all run to the front. Right. So. I I forgot how Tommy got there. So Jesse found him and brought him back, right? Right. Isn't that how that went? Yeah. Anyway, so you, Tommy, and Jesse run, rush to the front, burst through the doors. Tommy takes a shot in the face and goes down, and it's Abby shooting. And then, oh no, Jesse goes down right away. Jesse gets shot right away. And then um, Tommy and Ellie are like, hands up, I think is what's happening, because Abby's all upset. Yeah, Abby has crazy. Tommy pinned on the ground. 
With that's what it is. And that's right. Yeah, and she kills. Yeah, she shoots Jesse, <laughs> and um, then she's she's threatening to kill Tommy, and yeah, then her hands are up, and then then the game switches. And I think this is the point where a lot of people got upset because well, well, hold on, didn't they have a fight in the theater? No, that's where it stops. That that fight doesn't occur until later. Yeah, you don't you don't fight Abby at that point. Okay. Yeah, so it it cuts right there. Right. And it switches over and so you were just about to say, go ahead. Yeah, it this this is the part where a lot of people got upset because then you start playing as Abby from day 1. Uh, right. So um, it goes it resets back to Seattle day 1. Mhm. And as if, like, these are the events that happened in Abby's life during the same period of time, which I thought was absolutely fantastic. Well, at first, I was um, I was really upset because, like, I didn't want to play Abby because I hated Abby and I didn't want to go through, um, you know, this character. But then they do this thing where, like, she has flashbacks, too. Um where of course you find out you find out for sure then why um why she killed Joel. And I think one of the first flashbacks you have and I think this is actually before you start um before it you is. start day one. You you go through her flashback when she's a kid and um you find out that her dad is a doctor for the fireflies and um like I, I really enjoyed that whole. Even though I hate, I hated Abby, and I was like so mad at her playing through her story. But I actually really liked that whole scene where, like, her dad is trying to rescue like the the zoo wildlife and stuff, and um, yeah. there's that zebra that's caught in like the barbed wire that he's trying to save because the zebra actually has like um a baby, and um the mom's like wrapped in and I think barbed wire, and he's trying to free her and stuff and. Um, then I think, I think it's actually Owen that shows up like young Owen and to let yes. them know that, uh, there's, there's somebody that just arrived that they need her father's assistance with. And you find out that that person is actually Ellie and that they're going to be able to find a cure now because they've got Ellie. And, um, then they go through that whole scene where <clears throat> Joel like shows up in the end of the first game and the doctor that he ends up killing, which I'm going to be honest, I completely remember that scene from the first one. And I, re yeah. I remember that guy like holding his hands up, like, Hey, you don't have to do this. Right. I remember that from the first game. Yeah. And no, they did it really well. Yeah, they did. Um, I didn't think he was going to play an important part in the second game, but, <laughs> uh, yeah. for sure he did. And in the guy that, um, Joel ends up like slitting his throat or whatever is that doctor. And, um, Oh, he just shoots him. He doesn't slit his throat. Oh, is that right? He, sh he shoot yeah. he shoots him in the throat though. Right. Something like that. Yeah. He's like grabbing his throat and falls to the ground. Yeah, yeah that's right. And, um, yeah, Joel kills him, and then that's how you, you find out that that's Abby's father. And now it all makes sense. You know, Abby had a whole revenge thing going after Joel, and now right. you have this, you know, um, and now Ellie has this whole revenge thing going after Abby for... Right. And it's just, it's an endless circle. and The cycle continues. Yes, it's just, it, it'll never end if, if, you know, it keeps going the way it goes. So, yeah. Um, 
yeah, I just, I loved how that whole scene played out. And then you start playing as Abby. And then I started, I actually started to like Abby. And it made me mad at first because it's like, <laughs> no, she killed Joel. I don't want to like her. Well, and you're right. I, I said that it was, I liked the, I liked that they started the, the same set of days over. I thought that was mm-hmm. a clever yeah. thing to do. But I agree. Like I started playing Abby and I was so upset. I'm like, they are not going to make me like this woman. I swear I am going to kill her. and. They think for one second that they're going to get me to play her and like it and, and and like start liking her. There's no way. And um, yeah, so like you play that little kid, not little kid, but like t- teenager or I don't know, you know, child, mm-hmm. not child, Joshua, like she was, she's younger. Yeah, she was like a young, and, young teen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, you know, meets up with her dad and you find out her dad, you know, was the guy. And we should mention... Just as a, a point of interest, that one of the flashbacks that you have with Ellie when you play her is that she goes back to the hospital where Joel had brought her oh, and yeah. killed everybody to get her out. That's right. And she had found out that Joel had killed everybody and that they had almost a cure with her because the the dude had written down all kinds of notes and whatever. Um, and... Uh, you get to listen to the log of something where, you know, you hear stuff. So she confronts Joel to tell her the truth, even though she knows the truth and he won't say yeah, it, right. you know, he won't say it to her. And um, that's, that's what you realize is what creates the rift between them that is present at the beginning of the game, mm-hmm. um, which is really, really powerful. So, and then there's a scene as well where they kind of somewhat recon- reconcile and that's more recent before the game starts where, you know, they kind of somewhat talk it out where they're better, but not, yeah, it's, it's never going to be the same. It's really the, that flashback. It's literally like the day before Joel dies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, so you start playing as Abby, you start going through um lots of different areas and mostly fighting against now these seraphites or the scars mm-hmm. as they're called by the the WLF and um you meet her friends and you start working together with her friends and get in a lot of precarious situations i'm going to kind of skip ahead a little bit because you know we're I, running a little long i do want to i do want to just say something real quick yeah. and mm-hmm. the thing that i hated when it switched to abby is you got to find out all the names of the dogs oh, that yes. you killed as Ellie, <laughs> which I yeah, and they're like, hated. here, throw the ball to them. You know, yeah. they're gonna die in a couple hours. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. Especially, like, especially when you um, because you're skipping ahead, it's fine. Um, but you eventually get to the hospital, back to the hospital with Abby that um Ellie was at, and like you get to see and play with the dogs that. <laughs> You know, Ellie's going to kill him like the next 15 minutes. And yeah. <laughs> it's just so bothersome. But yeah, it was it was something else. Do you so um, some things to highlight here. You move through and, and we're kind of moving past a lot. Um, yeah, there's a lot to but cover. There's a lot of scenes that really start to set up a lot of Abby's character and set up her friends and the relationships they all have and how deep the relationship is between her and Owen. But then. Owen and her kind of have a falling out and he starts dating what's her name that we can't remember the name of that eventually gets pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which uh, is such a, she's such a great voice actress because I agreed. I I was like annoyed by her. (laughs) Yeah. I just, uh, 
And I guess it irritated me the fact that like she's pregnant, but she wanted to go on all these, um, you know, excursions with them and climbing on all all this stuff. And it's like just yeah, Mel is her name by the way. Yeah, that's right. I was actually gonna look it up too. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Mel. Yeah, Yeah, I I can't. I couldn't stand her. So the hard part is you start learning all these names of people that you just murdered, you know, as Ellie, or, you know, start to find out who they are and their relationships and their thoughts and feelings. And it's really heavy. And um, anyway, regardless, you move through a lot of different sections and see a lot of different things. And eventually you get into some really, really heavy stuff in the scars like territory. And so you move through like the Seattle days, day one, day two, day three. Um, and um, you eventually run into some other characters who actually were part of the scars. And um, it is, let's see if I have their names handy here. Yeah, it is the, Lev. The two kids. And, yeah. Yeah. And his sister, let's see, what was his sister's name? Lev and Yara. Yara. That's right. Yeah, Lev and Yara, and they are running away from the scars, which, uh, you know, is like basically a death sentence. And Abby ends up saving them. Well, I guess so, I guess we should say, too, because I actually um, got confused uh, about this first time playing. Um, but uh-huh. Lev is actually a transgender. Yes, correct. Because, um, yeah, I actually, for the f- beginning part when I first met them, like, I thought Lev was a girl. Um, and then I didn't understand like why, cause, uh, Lev actually shaves his head and, um, the, I guess it's something that the scars really don't like. So they actually, uh, I think they were trying, weren't they trying to kill him? And then Abby saved, saved him. Well, both of them, they were running away because he was being persecuted for that transgender piece. Yeah. So... But, but I think like they, somebody was being hung, if I remember correctly, they tried to hang Abby, remember? And then they saved Abby, right? Is that they saved Abby, and then they ran off into the woods, and she like ends up protecting them a bunch. Um, yeah, because she gets in in it thick with the scars and stuff, and they try to hang her. Basically, that's right. So, okay, sorry, it's been a while. it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, I know it's been a while, so I'm having a hard time remembering exactly all the details of how things happened and when. But you run into these two, and. Then through them, you start moving into a lot more scars territory and you actually get taken to like the main scars uh, or Seraphites main island. And that's where like (laughs) all this crazy stuff is happening because the WLF is is pushing to have this big attack on the scars and end it once and for all. And so you are on the island that's being attacked by your own people with the scars because you got captured um which um real quick abby real quick another thing about abby that i really Mm -hmm. loved was the fact that um she had that fear of heights and i think they incorporated that like perfectly in the game because there are areas where like you have to go really high up and 100 like the game actually gets very disorienting uh when she's high up and she's like hyperventilating and stuff uh, while she's having her panic attacks from being up so high. And I know Le- Lev is the one that kind of um, helps her through overcoming that, which I really liked as well. Yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, honestly, they really rounded out her character quite a bit. And and I don't remember exactly which part it was, but there was also a part where you ran into the Rat King. We mentioned that last episode. Oh, my episode. God. 
It was horrendous. Yeah. <laughs> oh, can I talk about that? Please, please do. <laughs> oh, geez. So you're in the hospital with Abby and you have to eventually go down to like the ground zero floor where, where apparently this is where the pandemic started. So right. you're going to ground zero and I already know like I'm going to be dealing with some really nasty infected and I wasn't yep. looking forward to it. No. And it's kind of quiet there. There's maybe a few infected down there that you pick off. But then you come to this door and you hear something behind it. And right away, I'm just like, nope, I'm not opening that. Um, I'm going <laughs> to go somewhere else. So I continue going through the, the area and then you get to a point where you have to backtrack. And after you turn the power on and then you get back to that room and then you see that the door is completely open and you see that something was inside there and there's like a trail of blood leading in a different direction. And it's in, it's in the direction that you actually have to go because you're trying to get like a first aid kit. And um, so you're actually needing to then go into the parking garage and you get in the parking garage and like, I'm going through there and I'm just like, I don't want to do this because I know this thing's going to come mm -hmm. out at some point. And then, you know, you make your way through the ambulance and you find your first aid kit. And then you see the thing climbing into the, the ambulance with you in the back. And it's just like this, this giant ball of infected um, that are all lumped together. And then you have this big fight where it's like chasing you um, in the, you know, parking garage or whatever. And as you're attacking it, which thank God you had the flamethrower at that point. Cause that's like, <laughs> that's what I used on that thing. I just torched it. And, um, eventually like, the, uh, one of the infected breaks off from it. And then you're dealing with the giant ball and then this other infected and they keep like pincer attacking you. And yes. And that other one is super fast yes. and like moves through like right. air ducts and stuff. So you don't, you can't keep track of it. And this massive thing is still attacking you and it's, yes. oh, it's horrendous. And so, yeah, you're, you're trying to run away from the, the giant ball guy. And then, yeah, like you said, the other one is like ambushing you from air ducts and stuff. So <laughs> yeah, I hated that fight. It gave me so much it was anxiety. Rough. It was rough. And they really built it up before yes. you run into it. Yes. Like they had all these noises that you had never heard before in any of the game mm -hmm. previous or anything. And you're like, oh, my Lord, this is not this is not going to be good. And it's funny because I was like, what are they going to do? They can't make it any worse than like what we've already <laughs> run into. You know, yeah. it's can't. I'm like, you know, it's not going to be something crazy. It, I mean, it's going to be crazy, but it can't. I don't need to be upset or like concerned and then i run into him like holy cow holy cow i should have been concerned yeah it was for, really crazy looking. for me that was like the final boss of the game oh for sure Af it was rough after was rough. after that everything was downhill but <laughs> did you see the way they motion captured that thing yes it's like it's like three people yeah they like, took the voice actors slung doing, over each other them, yeah and slung them over top of each other and made <laughs> yeah. them walk around yeah it's oh, my Lord. crazy well, anyway, we're running really long, so I think let's skip ahead a, a bunch. Okay. And so Abby had gotten caught. She escapes with Lev and Yara off the island, and then she ends up going to the theater, and that's where they pick up where Ellie had left off. 
And well, that's because that, she goes back. That's she goes back and she finds all yeah. her friends murdered. Basically, right. is yeah. what happened. And she she finds out who did it and where they went and blah blah blah. So she ends up going back to the theater or going to the theater and confronting Ellie. And then that picks up exactly where Ellie left off. And then it leads to this fight where you're playing, <laughs> you're playing Abby trying to kill ellie yeah (laughs) and this was a horrendous part of the game where i was like i can't do this i can't do this and the first couple times i ended up just trying to lose because i wanted ellie to win um i don't know how you felt about it oh i mean i i let abby die just to see if like i (laughs) could beat the game but it would give me a game over and i'd be like well that's not right ellie's supposed to kill abby um yeah you know um, so just just talk just talking about all this um, if you think about it, if you really think about it, I feel like Abby loses so much more. Oh yeah, than Ellie does, and yet Abby, um, because you know they have this huge confrontation, um, and they duke it out, which it's it's actually a really brutal fight because um, it's not like a catty fight by any means. Like I think no, doesn't she like break Ellie's arm and stuff? And yes. Yeah, it's 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 pretty brutal. But then, at, well, and then she starts threatening Dina. Yes, and who's then, pregnant? And then Ellie like begs her not to kill Dina, and right. Abby ends up letting them go and just tells them like you know not to show their face ever again. Which goes to my point. Like Abby, Abby lost way more than Ellie. Like she lost her father. Um, all of her friends. Yes, Owen. Like sh- she loved Owen, and now Owen's gone. Um, yep. Yeah, and then it's it just. And then here's. I she- think that I think that Abby was more insulated, even though she mm-hmm. acts tougher. Yeah, she was more insulated with some of her innocence and like humanity was left, and I think that Ellie was left on her own for so long and went through the whole Joel thing, and just like it just pushed her over the edge into something more savage in a lot of ways yeah i agree yeah i agree but so yeah abby lets them go oh what were you gonna say sorry well i was just gonna say like um abby abby is able to show restraint and like you said she has more humanity in her where she can even though all those bad things happened um she still lets them go she doesn't kill dina whereas like with ellie when ellie confronted her friends like she wanted to kill him um, which I, right. I get like, but like, I, I don't know. I guess I just feel like Ellie only lost Joel and maybe what Jesse and Abby lost way more than that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It just speaks to their different characters. And I think they really illustrate both of them really well. And that's why I love these games is that they don't just give you these people that are, you know, okay, they're with you now or okay. They're against you now. Like they tell you why's and how's and who they are. And I I think that's, you know, you talk about the dogs, but also the people that Mm -hmm. you spend time with as Abby that you ended up killing previously in the game. And you're like, I killed all these people and they have hearts and souls. And it's it's crazy. So um, I would actually um, when I was going through that game, I would actually like listen to all the conversations before I would go around killing everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Just because I wanted to get like as much of the story as possible. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that too. Yeah, they there's so much fantastic dialogue. Yeah, in this game that it's it's so well written. Well, so let's move a bit past all this. Um, so Abby lets them go, and then she ends up 
going with Lev and Yara and just going on their own way well, and gets captured. Well, Yara's dead at that point. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yara's dead. So her and Lev are together. Right. And they go on their own way. And um, she leaves the WLF and everything. So she wants to find the Fireflies. And in doing so, she walks into a trap and ends up getting captured and taken by these crazy people who take her to like their little like camp, basically, where they have slaves. And then you cut back to Ellie. And I don't remember if it was right at this point exactly, but you see Ellie on the farm with Dina. Mm Mm-hmm. And Dina's kid. And they're like living their life on the farm. And then Tommy shows up and talks about finding Abby and getting revenge and kind of trying to incite Ellie into going. And, and, and Ellie, Ellie, too, also like still has like PTSD. Oh, yeah. From She's everything. having like nightmares and just can't let it all go. And it's a lot. It's a lot. She killed all those people. But at the same time, she didn't really want to. She's she's all a mess. Right. So Tommy, it's crazy that Tommy's alive because you saw him get shot in the face by Abby. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, we just, you know, winged him. <laughs> he's not dead. Um, but he's he's a mess, too. He just wants to kill this woman. That's all he can think about. And he leaves. And Ellie ends up deciding that she's going to go do what he said and go find Abby and finish it, finish this thing. And Dina basically protests. And Ellie's like, I got to do this. And she leaves. Um, And so just again, to kind of shuck and jive through, what I'd want to do is get to the end Mm -hmm. and then we'll talk about the end. But Ellie goes on this quest to find Abby. And in doing so, she finds Abby has been taken prisoner by these people and ends up like finding her and Lev both strung up on basically crucifixes, essentially. Yeah. (laughs) After this long journey to find where they were taken and what happened to them. Um, she finds them and she cuts them both down, which I thought was super interesting. Cause I was like, where is this going? Like, is she going to kill her or is like, what's happening here? And what ends up happening is she cuts them both down. And then she, and then she wants to fight Abby. <laughs> then she wants to fight Abby. And Abby is just a, a mess. You know, she's just all beat up. She's and like skin and bones. Cause like skin and bones. She's been hanging there forever. God knows how long. And she's, she's, a wreck but she puts up her fists anyway and you go through this incredibly brutal battle where you're beating the crap out of abby and you beat her to the point where you have her and you're choking her to death basically yeah and this is again one of those moments where i was like don't do it please ellie this is going to turn you into somebody i don't want you to be and i forget what flashback she has but she has a flashback doesn't she with joel with joel right yeah and during that time, I don't remember what happens exactly, but she decides to let Abby go with Lev. And it was an incredibly powerful moment. Like, she lets she lets go, and she steps away, and she tells Lev and Abby to get out of here. And they jump in a boat and take off. Um, and and it, was, it was an incredibly moving moment, because I'm like, thank God she let go. Thank God Joel somehow was still in her brain and basically told her to be who she should be which is not this crazy person trying to kill people and you're right like it's interesting to think about the fact that ellie lost less than abby and yet was still trying to kill her so heavily even at that point after saving her right (laughs) so yeah it was a a crazy moment i think i think abby even bites her fingers off and that's that fight she does she does bite her fingers off she does and so 
that happens. All that happens. And they cut to Ellie going back to the farm to find Dina. And the farm's basically cleaned out. Dina's not there. Dina took the baby and, like, all of her stuff and left. And then... and. Ellie. Ellie sits down to the guitar that Joel made her, and she's missing fingers, so she can't actually play it. Right. So she leaves the guitar, and then she just leaves, and it just kind of ends there. That's the end of the game. And I both, again, just like the first game, loved and hated the ending, because I was like, what is, what happened? Like, what does that mean? Like, yeah. with her and Dina, like, is Dina somewhere safe? Did she get back to Jackson? Like, with the baby and the, and then did they make up? Do they talk? Do they, you know, and it's like my brain was spinning in all these, you know, incredibly different directions. And at the same time, I'm like, at the same time, she lost a lot. And it was just illustrating how much she had lost of herself and Mm-hmm. more to get to where she was at and it was an incredible ending because it was so emotional so emotional if you think about it though if she didn't leave dina to go find abby again like abby and lev would probably be dead yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. and so this leaves us in a weird spot where the next game if there is one which you know there's going to be because they make so much money off of them um we have Ellie still in play. We have Dina potentially still in play. We have Abby potentially mm-hmm. in play with Lev. And I think they're going to really focus on Abby and Lev a lot in the next game for sure. Yeah, I definitely think it's going to have something to do with them um, going to the Fireflies. Yeah, I agree. And maybe it'll, well, maybe it'll end with Abby or Ellie actually, um, you know, becoming the cure. Maybe. I wonder if they're going to play on that at some point, or I wonder. And I wonder, too, like, everything has an end in this game. And Ellie, in these games, I should say, when is Ellie's time? You know, is that going to be the next game, or are they going to kill her off finally, and then Abby's the main character? I think that would put a lot of people up in arms, but I think that it just illustrates that nothing's permanent in any of these games. Yeah, for sure. So... Well, uh, that's pretty much the game. Yeah. Uh, just do you want to mention your thoughts again on how you felt about the game, and then we'll move into the next section? Um, I think I covered pretty much most of my thoughts. I mean, yeah, I did too. I love I, it. I, yeah. I love this game. I, I want to play it again soon. I know. I just uh, we've spent like what two full episodes, on this, so <laughs> I don't want to drag it out anymore. I agree. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's a great game. Uh, I loved every minute of it. I can't wait Same. for the next one, and it you know, it made me like the villain, even though yeah. she really wasn't the villain. You know, it's just it's all based on your perspective. Hundred percent. I could not believe they did it, but I really was rooting for Abby at the end, and uh, was so conflicted in that final battle between the two of them because I'm like, I like you both. Knock it off. Yeah, but right. uh, yeah. Well, um, let's just quickly get through our uh, recommendation roundup with our quick recommendations here. Uh, Why don't you start us off with yours? So um, mine happens to be another slice of life anime, um, just (laughs) to kind of piggyback off last week. And um, it is a show called Laid Back Camp. Um, And basically what it is, it is a group of girls that um, they're part of like a camping club. And they like to go camping in various locations in Japan. Um, sometimes they'll solo camp or they'll go as a group. Um, but it's, I don't know, it's just really relaxing uh, for some reason just to watch these people plan and get ready to go camping. And they'll buy like 
gear and stuff or they'll, they'll save up money to buy like a new tent <laughs> and then they go out and use it and they make all these really tasty meals and stuff while they're out camping too which just makes me hungry while i'm watching it <laughs> um and then and then too as you're watching it it kind of gives you tips for camping which i think is kind of cool like especially for uh like if you're going to go camping in the winter time it's actually um it's actually really dangerous if you're not prepared for it. Uh, so they kind of go over different things that um, you need uh, in order to, you know, survive camping at night in the wintertime. Um, it's definitely a cool show and definitely recommend you guys check it out. Josh, I know I think you said somebody already recommended this show to you. A couple people actually have recommended it to me. And so I really want to watch it at some point. Yeah, it sounds really good. Yeah, it is. It's um, it's a lot of fun. It's definitely an, another show that <laughs> is, you know, it's not hack and slash. It's just you just watch people camp, and it's cute and fun and very uh, innocent, I guess you would say. Yeah, it sounds really relaxing. Right. Nice. Um, I my recommendation is a quick one. It is Diablo One. And I'm talking about the good old games version. So if you go to GOG.com, G-O-G.com, you can pick up for, I think it's actually on sale right now, maybe, but full price is $20, but it also goes on sale for $10 sometimes or $14.99. Regardless, you can get the Diablo, full Diablo 1 game, you know, DRM free, and it's got the Hellfire expansion from Sierra, which some people don't consider canon. Some people enjoy it. Regardless, it's in there, um, but you can play. And, um, you know, parts of it, that game do not hold up today, but it still is so fun. I still find it incredibly engrossing, and it uh, is a great pickup for pretty cheap. So great dungeon crawler. Started the whole genre in a lot of ways for online dungeon crawlers for people to play like that. Um, a lot of war stories from way back when I used to play, um, but I still play it occasionally and uh enjoy it so i picked that up months and months and months ago but um i played it a couple times and it's still fun so again diablo one goodoldgames.com or gog.com is the right address wow i actually never knew that sierra online actually worked on the first diablo game yeah so what i don't know all the details but you know blizzard obviously made diablo right. the first game and then it was one of those situations where i think they outsourced it to sierra to do the expansion but um yeah exactly it didn't pan out or something and so they didn't release it until much much later where it was like found in a vault or something i don't know and they were like let's release this and it was like an unofficial that's crazy expansion to wow. diablo one yeah and it's it's you know mostly uh like it's an added class and then it's you know just little quality of life stuff like in town mm -hmm. you move much much faster so it doesn't take forever to move between the different people to talk to them and you know heal up or buy potions or whatever which takes forever in town because the walking is forever slow so right yeah anyway pick it up it's cheap it's fun i like it cool well on that note I'm, I'm done talking I'm done to you. Talk. Oh, you beat me this time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's been fun. All right. Bye. I'm done talking to you. Bye. <laughs>